Hi, this is Jen from Grace for Single Parents, where your parenting and God's grace collide. Today, let's talk about some money-saving tips when you're on one income. So saving money as a single parent is possible. You just have to be willing to stick with a saving plan for a long time. When I first became a single parent, I didn't know much about saving money, and I certainly didn't know anything about saving money on one income. I at first did not know how I was going to make ends meet each month. But using the following techniques I want to go over with you, I have been debt-free now for years, except I do still have my house, which is debatable for some as a good loan to have, which we can talk about a little bit. So I have four basic strategies for saving money for single parents, and really for anyone, but I find these to be really helpful for me as a single parent. And for years, I have been using the following four primary methods and we're going to talk about each of them in more in depth here. But they're number one, auto pay for fixed expenses. Secondly, I have multiple savings accounts. Thirdly, I use zero based budgeting. And fourth, I pay cash for everything. So we're going to break each one of those down and talk about them a little bit more. First of all, uh, automatic payments for my fixed expenses. So saving money as a single parent can be so overwhelming, especially when the bills keep coming in. And one way to combat this is to have the necessities auto-paid. And even though I'm debt-free today, I still follow this approach for a couple reasons. First of all, when you have your your fixed expenses auto-paid, you never see this money so you can't spend it. Once your paycheck is deposited into your bank account, this money is set aside into another sub-account, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Or another way to do it is to have your bills automatically paid. Secondly, you don't have to worry about having these bills necessarily here and brought into your house and into your mail and maybe sitting around the corner or on the counter and then you forget about them and then your bills are late, and then you have late fees. And I just know personally it is so overwhelming as a single parent to have to do all the things. And being able to put your bills on autopilot is one thing that you no longer have to worry about. So I found that putting your the bills like fixed expenses on auto pay are the ones that it's most useful to do that for. And the ones to put on auto pay are the ones that you can't live without them. And we'll go through which ones those are. And since you can't live without these, then why not have them paid automatically and then just forget about them? So the first one is your house payment or your rent. And this one can be easily drafted by your bank. And if you have a house payment, you can call your mortgage lender and have them set it up for you. And as a bonus, you can even make an extra house payment each year without even realizing it. For example, uh, when I received a paycheck biweekly, it was just as easy for me to have half of my house payment moved to a separate savings account as soon as my paycheck was deposited. Then my house payment was automatically withdrawn from that savings account, not my checking account. And then my bank set this up for me. But since I was making 
actually an extra house payment this way because instead of just making one payment a month, I was actually making payments bi-weekly. So at the end of the year, an extra payment was made. Then the other payments to put on your auto pay are things like your gas, electric, water, trash, your cell phone, and then possibly if you have a house alarm, um, if you find that giving to your church or charity is non-negotiable for you and you just want to set it and forget it, these can all be set up to be paid automatically either through your checking account or through a credit card. You just need to check out which one makes sense for you. And the pros and cons for some of these are sometimes there's fees if you set it up by credit card. If you have a credit card debt and cannot pay your credit card off completely each month, then don't go this route. I pay off my credit card at the end of each month, no exceptions. One advantage of setting up your bills through your credit card, though, is if your bill is due just once during the month for all your bills. You can pay the full amount up off the end of the month after you've received your paychecks for the month. So it's just kind of like one payment instead of multiple throughout the month. Another advantage of putting them on your credit card is most credit cards have a cash back program so you can earn points or money back just for paying your bills through them. All right, now let's talk about multiple savings accounts. Most banks will allow you to have as many savings accounts as you want with as little as maybe $5 for a balance. And separate savings accounts is a great way to save money um, for your variable expenses as well. So some different savings accounts you can set up today include like one for house payment. As I mentioned earlier, I have one for my house payment and I never look at this one. It's automatic and I never touch it because I figure I can never be without a home. But what happens is, is every time I get paid or every other week, that money goes directly into my savings account for my house payment. And it just continues to accrue in there. And then once a month, my mortgage lender takes the money out of that particular savings account. I also have one for my escrow account. So I have a certain amount of money automatically transferred into the savings account each pay period or every two weeks for the escrow on my home. So escrow is your house insurance and your real estate taxes. And it's cheaper for you in the long run not to roll these up into your home loan. A lot of people do have it rolled up in your home loan. If you do, you'll end up paying more on your loan in interest in the long run. However, you have to qualify with your lender in order to pay them on your own, and you are responsible for the lump sum payments each year for these two bills. So make sure you do not touch this money. So that's something to think about to weigh the pros and cons. If you feel like you can handle that, then it's a great way to go. Another savings account I have is one for Christmas. And saving for Christmases or birthdays or any holiday can be a struggle sometimes. But if you set aside a different savings account just for presents or gifts, because you can set them aside for anything, you don't need to have much going in there. It can add up. So just check with your bank or credit union. And a lot of them have um, specific Christmas club accounts. And what they do is they mail you a check automatically or they transfer the money into your checking account at some point in November. So zero-based budgeting. I feel like this is a big one. So to find your overflow or the extra money you may have each month, you need to learn zero-based budgeting. And I have a template 
that you can download and use for yourself. It's at sunflowermom.com on the resource library. And it's just an example of what works for me. And I've been using this for over 10 years. It's my own Excel spreadsheet. And you wouldn't have to use the exact same formula, but just the concept is what you would want to use. But zero-based budgeting means at the beginning of each month, you write down your income and you begin subtracting all your expenses until your bottom line is zero. If you have money left over, that's your savings. So you don't keep that money that's left over to use throughout the month. It means being aware of every penny of where your income goes. And although you can use apps to track your spending for you, I think it's a good time, good idea to spend some time at the beginning of each month. And I try to spend time at the beginning of each month and then I do a check-in mid-month. And then of course I look at it at the end of the month to plan out my expenses and understand my numbers. And while you're doing that, you're going to want to ask yourself some questions like, is there a trend to my spending? Is my cell phone bill increasing maybe now that your oldest child has a cell phone? And is it getting too much usage? Maybe you need to look at restricting it. Where can you cut back? Maybe groceries are higher than you expected. And if you haven't been, you know, watching your numbers for at, at all, then maybe, you know, you budgeted it would only cost so much and you're seeing that it's actually costing double that. You could try shopping at a discount store or online for a couple months to, to curb some spontaneous shopping. How much are you saving or paying towards your debt? Maybe it's more or less than you thought. Sometimes it's encouraging and empowering to take care of your money and not turn a blind eye because you don't know what's happening. So sometimes when you get into doing your budgeting, you may be dreading it, but you find it's actually a great thing. Then ask yourself, now that you're on one income, where are your opportunities to begin saving money? Where can you trim expenses? For me, I found I really didn't need a cable bill anymore, for example. If you go and you look at my spreadsheet, I split it into two pay periods for a while Then I went down to just one income. And you can do it either way you want, but the general idea is you're going to enter your fixed expenses on some kind of spreadsheet because these are the ones that you have to pay and they're pretty much the same month to month. And then you're going to begin entering throughout the month. You're going to first project what you think you're going to spend on all your variable expenses. And then you're going to subtract all of that from your income. And then you're going to end up with an amount that's hopefully a positive amount. And then for that amount, you're going to decide if you can take that amount and maybe pay it towards a credit card or whatever amount that you may need to pay towards your, can you pay extra towards your um, house payment or your car loan? Um, first, it goes to credit cards, but think about where you can pay that for. The idea is we want the bottom line to equal zero. Some other ideas if you don't have any debt is begin creating a savings account to build up an emergency fund. This is especially important as a single parent. And you may have left the savings line empty earlier. You can now fill this in with any remainder you might have. As you were filling out your projected income for the month, uh, do not count on your child support as steady income when figuring in your budget. When it comes in, you can add it to your income. But to 
to go ahead and fill out your whole entire budget, assuming that you're always going to get your child support is not really realistic. It's pretty rare single mom who receives a child support check regularly throughout their whole entire child's life. So I would not depend on it completely. Go ahead and fill out your whole entire income without that. If it comes in, great. Um, Some other ideas of where to put the extra money is also your children's college education and additional savings account for a vacation fund and then maybe even pay off your home loan if you're looking really great. And if your difference is negative, then what you'll probably need to do at this point, if you've already gone through and you've thought about where can I begin cutting back, then I would begin considering using the cash envelope system, which is tip number four. So when I was first trying to get out of debt, and this is before we even begin saving money, I exclusively use the cash envelope system. And most people are familiar with what this is. This is taught by Dave Ramsey from Financial Peace University. And he has a course and it's available from most churches. And I highly recommend taking it. And if money is preventing you from taking it, or you can't find a course nearby from you, then he does have a book called Total Money Makeover, which is a good second option for it. The basic premise, though, is for any expense that's not qualified as a fixed expense or doesn't come from a company with a bill attached to it, then it gets its own envelope and you pay for it all using cash. So these kind of expenses include entertainment, groceries, gasoline, clothing, haircuts, etc. And once you get used to the system, it'll be excellent, but you will need to allow yourself a couple months to get used to this system because it may not feel natural at first. But each period you withdraw the amount on your spreadsheet that you projected for groceries, for example, and you put that money in the groceries envelope. And you only use that much money for groceries for that pay period. You don't use your credit card because you've already looked at your full income and expenses for the month and you don't have anything extra to use for groceries. So while you're going through your budget, if you're short on a fixed bill, such as your house payment, it comes out of entertainment or it comes out of groceries or going out to eat or you go without entertainment or cable for a while or you have less of a grocery budget that month and then You also have an envelope maybe for entertainment. And if you really need to go to the store and you still have money on entertainment, you can borrow from the entertainment envelope. And then you kind of work off of those envelopes only, but you you don't go back to your credit cards. And during this cash envelope system time, you're not using credit cards at all. And as a result, I have never used my debit card ever. In fact, when I received my pin in the mail from my bank, I shred it immediately. I don't know what my pin is to use it with the cashier and I have no way to extract cash using my debit card. I really feel that not knowing my pin prevents a lot of spontaneous purchases. And you know, some months aren't so bad. Some months you're going to have extra cash in one of your envelopes. And when that happens, you can hold on to it for the next month. And that next month, maybe you'll get to go to a movie or something. So it's not all feeling like you don't have it very much money. So it you'll get used to it and probably really like the actual freedom that you end up finding with it. 
And I suggest that you try to live like this for a year or two until you can pay off of your debt. And then once you get to that period when you've paid off your debt, then you can really begin to save money. And it'll all become to feel like second nature. It won't feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck because you can see how much money you have and you'll begin to see yourself winning in your bank balance each month. Once you get comfortable with your monthly budget, then it becomes easy to adapt to your own methods and you can find places in your daily life to save money that you may now be doing without not even knowing it. And if you start looking, you may be surprised what you can find. So if you're interested in getting a copy of the spreadsheet that I have, I suggest you go to sunflowermom.com and just click on resource library and you can just make a copy of the budget spreadsheet that I still use today. And it's really helped me use it every single month to plan out my budget for the month and keep on track.